And welcome. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> David still has his, or Chad has his vape, David. No, I don't. Wow. Dude, you're such a snitch. You yeah, know what well, snitches get? Equality, dude. He's wearing a shirt that says loose lips sink ships. <laughs> 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 to remind me not what to do a, what I just did. Oh my God, dude. Walk the plank, my bro. Bad, you dude, fucking my bad. scallywag scum, dude. I'm sorry, dude. It's your captain here. More like pilot. Mm-hmm. El Capitan. Yeah. Mm. We got a special episode of that last week out today. We got a couple people in the room. We got Anthony Tatum. You already know what he does. He's the dude that talks. Tattle tales. Tells tales. That's actually all he does. <laughs> but without him, we would probably fail. So thank you. Big shouts out to Anthony. You're welcome. David Slack on the one and twos. Doing all the shit that just blows my mind sometimes, dude. I love um, it when you wear these lilac panties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I'm wearing right now. And yes, they do have a cock pocket. I'll tell you that right now. What's a cock pocket? Cock pocket? Well, I'll show you later, dude. <laughs> this will be on the video podcast. We're going to be telling you guys what a cock pocket is. We got a special guest. And we said that about all our guests, so don't feel too special. But every all guest right. is very special. Mr. James. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. Dude, you just... You have a good attitude right off the bat. Thank you. And it's not because you don't have any arms and legs. What? You just, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Chad? <laughs> so you you don't like handicapped people. Right. Why not? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So David told us he had a special guest. David actually works with James, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's how you guys know each other solely over at a butt out. Yep. I don't know if our listeners know, but David makes vape juice. Actually, a lot of people ask me about this, David. They're like, what does David do for work? People um, ask me that all the time. <laughs> I think it's because he always looks so calm and collected. But David makes vape juice. And we were in the fucking weeds about who our guest was going to be. David told us we had a very special guest. Yeah. And then we meet James. So good to meet you. Nice to meet you. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you from, you, you told us before the show started that you grew up in Mass or you were on a radio show in Mass. Yeah, college okay. radio. So were you born in I, Massachusetts? I was born in Massachusetts. You're our second guest. Wasn't, uh, no, never mind. Donnie was born in Misery. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So born and raised in Massachusetts. Most, mostly raised in Massachusetts. Okay. Had a five-year stint in Minnesota. Oh, wouldn't you know, there? Eh? I don't know. Why, I'm sorry, I did that. That's I don't know right. what the no, fuck that's, is that's, wrong with that's me. That's very accurate. <laughs> okay, so Massachusetts to Minnesota, then back to Massachusetts. Damn. Yeah. Okay, so what was the age range around there? So you grew up, went to middle school, high school. So I know I grew up, and we left fourth grade, I think, to go to Minnesota. Why is that? Parents moved. Yeah, there? parents moved there. We had family there. Uh huh. Wanted to start over, I guess. Okay. I wasn't really involved in the decision. Came home one day, saw a for sale sign on the house. You fucking cry? No. I did. When I, my parents moved me across the country, I just came home. The moving truck was there. It was like, I just cried. Really? I was a sensitive kid. Huh. Yeah, no, the same exact thing happened to me. I came home one day and my dad's like, we're moving to Casa Grande, Arizona. Nice. And I was like, I don't know what that is. You guys are moving there. <laughs> I'm staying here at Gigi's house. <laughs> so did you have siblings? No. No siblings. No siblings. Okay. So they move you up to Minnesota, move you back out to Mass. And then what were, and so let's kill off the elephant in the room. Born disabled. Born disabled. Okay. And so school was probably a little bit different for you. 
than most people you think i don't think so i was mainstreamed the whole way what does that mean like normal school normal class oh no shit yeah from the from like day one okay yeah i bet that but i mean so even with david bringing you over here and things like that getting to school was that a fucking pain in the ass no i had the little yellow bus um, the short bus. <laughs> it wasn't a pain in the ass for him. Yeah, like it's all like maybe it would be a pain in the ass for you. Like I don't know any different. Yeah. Okay. So you go to school. Did you uh, finish high school? I did. Okay. Go to college. Some. Why? You just dropped. You know, out. school. School was never for, like I was really unhappy in high school. Like just like normal depressed teenager shit. Yeah. And I had like only a couple good friends, and they're still my friends to this day. And then everyone's like you have to go to college you have to go to college so i didn't really have the grades for college yeah so i went to cape cod community college <laughs> yeah and i did two years there but never got enough CCCC? credit yeah four c's <laughs> that was that's what everyone that's what everyone called it four c's the harvard of community colleges on cape cod well what were you wanting to do what were you wanting to do with your life when you were a young man i wanted to make movies yeah yeah like who who is your inspiration like everyone like i loved quentin tarantino but yeah. i still do but yeah. i loved quentin tarantino Two favorite quentin tarantino movie reservoir dogs oh it is a classic yeah i watched jackie brown the other oh, that's day. a good one too oh my goodness that's a great one yeah if you absolutely have to kill every motherfucker in the room there's no substitute for the ak-47 it's true that's true okay so you go to college you go to cccc and then you drop out and then what and then uh i didn't really much i moved out of my dad's house yeah uh and lived in a house with some other people for a while and then me and one of the guys there and his girlfriend we got an apartment okay and we were there for i don't know like a year and it was winter one day yeah. and it's cold miserable and, yeah miserable it's humid and cold so you're freezing and it's expensive there and we we're like we should move somewhere warm and cheap and this was in like november december of 2002 and we just chose Phoenix. Not and a bad choice. We, we moved the next October and we rented an apartment through email. Like we got, you know, the lease and everything through email without ever seeing it and it just worked out. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty fucking lucky. That's the kind of thing you can do when you're 21, 22. That uh -huh. now I could never imagine being so irresponsible. Yep. yep. And just fucking winging it, just showing up and hoping you don't have a slumlord. Exactly. Well, that's impressive. So, and then you moved with these friends out here. I don't know the extent of your limitations. Maybe tell me a little bit about that, like eating, bathing, anything like that. You don't have to get into graphic detail for me, but can I though? Yeah, tell us yeah, about dude. your wiener. The, the more the better. I mean, I'm just I'm just him trimming the bush. But if you want to cut into that guy, then go ahead. <laughs> no, it's see. So the dude was like my caretaker. He would help me with things like bathing. I can eat on my own. Yeah. Yeah, like bathing and getting it out of my chair and stuff like that. So when you say you could eat on your own, like you can, you go in the fridge, you do all that no, shit. No, I can't cook. I can eat. Okay. Yeah. So he would prepare the food. That's fair. He would prepare the food. All right. But the actual act of feeding, no. All you? Yeah, all me. Well, that's fucking tight. Well, I, I mean, uh, so you have a buddy pretty much who is solely helping you not through. anymore but yeah i did okay yeah well, what's I, going on now then i live on my own and i have the help that comes in once a day for a couple hours okay is that provided to you yeah no shit dude mm -hmm. well thank god see the state they fuck up a lot of things man but sometimes you'll hear that sometimes they're getting it kind of right they do you have to like fight for it though yeah yeah you can't expect like 
anyone to do it for you have to like do your research and know what you need to go for and then do it yourself yeah just keep calling and calling and calling and arguing with people yep god damn that's the best way to get things done it's the only way to get things done I mean, who really knows is. what i need better than me exactly there you go so you moved out here you moved out now you're living on your side what side of town are you on I'm in like downtown Phoenix. Nice. Yeah. And what? And obviously, we announced that you're working with David at Bud Out. What do you do there? I do all the hardware ordering for the shops, okay. and then I process any wholesale orders we have. Sick. How long have you been involved with them? Two years, a little bit over two years now. Well, were, were you doing anything for work before that? No. 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 I was. There's a long period of laziness with me. Yeah. Yeah. Was it just laziness? Yeah. No shit. It was laziness and like, I guess it was also the fear of like, if I get a job, then I'm going to lose this benefit and this benefit and what happens if this happens and yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that's a rough situation to be in, having to make decisions on whether or not you're going to put yourself in a harder situation to just get a damn job. Right. So then, you know, with your work now, I guess, what is some of the, you had said too before that you were on the radio out in Mass. Yeah. What was that about? That Was was that on a job? No, that was just college radio. Just having a good time. Yeah, on the campus of Four Seas, there was literally a double wide trailer uh-huh. that was painted 90.7 WKKL. And that was, <laughs> that was our, our college radio station. And I like really wanted to do it. And I did. And it was a lot of fun, but there was no coursework involved with it or anything. What kind of music did they play on there? Was it just talk radio? Just call, no, it was just college alternative. What does that mean, dude? Like any, basically anything. You just couldn't play like the really mainstream stuff that was on the, all the other radio stations. Oh, you got yeah. booted. But you could, I mean, you wouldn't get booted, but you would get yelled at. Okay. So instead, we would play like, you know, like the same grunge that the rock station was playing, but not the singles that were released. Like the Pixies like or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Pixies are pretty big, but I get it. Yep. All right, so tell me about what you like to do. What's your things, man? Metal shows. Metal shows? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, I'm a big metalhead. Well, yeah? Yeah. Since a kid? Uh, yeah, basically. Like, when, I was, when I was a kid, I really liked, just from MTV, because I'm old. So I remember when MTV had music on it. Yeah, I remember when MTV had music and, on like, it. And I saw like Guns N' Roses on there. I'm like, wow. And then my parents were like, you, they'll, they'll send you drugs in the mail. You can't listen to this. And so I had to like, <laughs> and so I had to like sneak it. Oh, like my, play like this night. was this was well, this was in the eighties, right? Uh huh. And so like my friends would make me tapes, but they would put like whatever on on the cover, you know. Wouldn't say Guns N' Roses or Metallica or whatever I was into at the time. It would say like Bob Seger, yeah, right? Joel Osteen, <laughs> yeah, Bon Jovi, yeah, who I liked. Yeah, Bon Jovi wasn't bad. Right. Okay, so you're listening to metal. What? Tell me a little bit about your parents. Are they good parents? Yeah, they are. They're great parents. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, but they just didn't want you listening to metal music. When I was a little, little kid, I think that they were maybe maybe a little bit caught up in that whole, like, it's Satan hysteria. My, my parents were the same way, but I took it to an extreme. Like, I had this crazy Marilyn Manson t-shirt where he was dressed up in a wedding dress and, like blood and makeup coming down his face. I'm like, I want to wear this to junior high. Right. Yeah. And they got really upset at that for some reason. You like torturing your fucking parents. <laughs> you just like torturing people in general. Well, no, so I just put it in my backpack and then put it on when I got to school. Yeah, you oh, sneaky little man. bitch. You. That's dude. a good move. See, my dude. dad my dad was a metalhead. All right. So it was, re- it was really cool growing up because I remember he would be taking me to school and he would like throw some Metallica or Slayer on the tape player and we'd be driving and he'd just be like slapping the steering wheel, dude. And nice, it was, nice. It was just a blast. Dude. By the time I got to like high school it yeah. had totally chilled out 
Yeah, your and parents like, kind of leveled out. Yeah, and like my mom, I don't think likes it at all. My dad, I he can appreciate that there's a lot of talent in it. Yeah, but it's still not his thing. Not his cup of tea. Right. What's your dad listening to on a Sunday afternoon like today? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? I, no, I no idea. Like he likes the oldies, like sixty, you know, fifties and sixties, that kind of stuff. Like I think. Oh damn! Yeah, he nice lives. He lives in New Jersey. He lives in New Jersey, so I don't really know what he's listening to. Yeah, what do people in New Jersey even listen to? Like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Chris some Christie. Ja- some jazz flute. There's just a bunch of classy folks up there. I always heard bad things. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's actually, it's actually, it's it's nice. Whenever I go to visit, it's actually pretty nice. Yeah, everyone I've met from New Jersey, they're always really good people, but they have nothing nice to say about where they're from. Right. Which is a weird situation. Yeah, I'm from uh, Georgia. We, I have nothing bad to say about Georgia. In fact, I'd be sad if you guys did say anything bad about Georgia. So please don't. I don't really know anything about Georgia except like Atlanta and peaches. Yeah, peaches, dude. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. Lots of trees, lots of rains. Beautiful place. We it's have next to Alabama. It is next yeah. to Alabama. Yeah, fuck them. Well, <laughs> so you are into metal shows. Mm-hmm. So do you go often? As often as I can, yeah. Yeah. Went and saw Slayer last month. Fuck, dude. Were we throwing you in a mosh pit or what? No, I'm not that brave. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was up. I was up front for a Sabaton show once. Yeah. And like the stage divers just kept coming, or not stage divers, the crowd surfers kept coming like right over my head, <laughs> and I never got hit or anything because people were watching out, but it was still like really uncomfortable the whole time. You look at people, dude. Good looking out, people. Yeah. At the metal show. People are good at metal shows. Are they? I mean, not Slayer fans, but everybody else. That's what I, I sometimes think about stuff like that. It's like, uh, is, it's not Slayer, the band that I'm, I'm thinking of, but I don't have such a problem with the music as much as I do with the following, like Slipknot. You know, right. like Slipknot people. You know, the band is kind of cool, but then the people at the shows seem kind of scary to me. No, the, the Slipknot fans are okay. In comparison to what? Like, punk. Punk, yeah. Yeah, punk, I think, gives everybody that does a a, a mosh pit a bad rap mm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You got, like, those three, you got those three huge guys just walking around slowly, just wanting to punch anyone in the face. Yeah. Well, what's it supposed to be? <laughs> just supposed to be fun. Slamming, pushing around, yeah, slamming around. into people. So you fall Slow, down, somebody helps you time. up. You know, I'm not trying to break an arm. I'm just trying to, like, push people. Well, my dad told me when he was, like, 16, he got punched in the kidney in a Slayer mosh pit. <laughs> no, I believe it. Three days I don't know that. what it is about, because I love Slayer the band, right? And I love seeing them live. But yeah. their fans are the worst. Yeah. Like, the drunkest. Like, you will literally see, like, I went and saw them a year or so ago in California. Right? And this is Southern California. And there were literal, like, wearing their uniform skinheads in the audience. And I'm just like, Really? Like, I've never seen that at any other show but Slayer. Only mm. in California. Yeah. <laughs> Did they think you were part of it because of your shaved head? Yeah, definitely. Nice. They were like, what's up, brother? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'd raise my arm for white power, but I can't. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, metal shows, anything else? Like, what else as far as things that you just enjoy doing? Honestly, like, I'm boring and old now, so I just like staying home. I used to love to go out and go to bars and just drink and talk with everyone, but I don't really enjoy that so much anymore. I don't really drink anymore. Yeah? Yeah. Me neither, because I'm a raging alcoholic. Okay. Well, you never had that problem? No, but I definitely had plenty of nights where I got too drunk, like blackout drunk. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like, all right, I'm going to stop because this is not fun anymore. What about drugs? Nah. 
Never even fucked with them. Not really, no. I In my 20s, I was a major pothead. Yeah. And now, I don't like weed at all. Why not? I don't know. I hate I hate the feeling of being high now. It's terrible. Damn, dude. People just change, I guess. I envy you for that. I ran that train into the ground. Did you? Yeah, man. I uh, abused my privilege. All right. So now I'm a, I'm a good, sober person, but not really. I would say it's by choice, kind of. But I kind of suck. You know what I mean? Well, you're sober, so that's cool. Yeah, it is super cool. We'll get into some other good stuff. So, when you're at home, though, are you watching? Are you watching TV? Yeah, well, I like I watch a lot of TV and movies. And well, tell me about it. what's a, what's a something good right now that's on. It's over now, but I've been watching Halt Catch Fire. I don't know anything about it. It's a show. It's like a fictional show about uh, like the computer tech world in the '80s. Okay. Which was really interesting. What's it on? Me. It was on AMC. AMC. Yeah. Oh damn. It was pretty good. I watch so many like old shows and I love like science fiction. So I'll watch a lot of like repeats of Star Trek and like Stargate and I Oh love, yeah, Stargate S G one, dude. S- I love all I love all of that so yeah. much, yeah. That was my grandma's favorite show growing up, dude, and I would get super stoked. Like for like for me and my family, dude, like TV was like a bonding time. Right. Like we're gonna watch, we're gonna watch some TV. We're gonna watch some sci-fi. We might watch the Highlander. Mm-hmm. We were watching Highlander with my grandma growing up, and yeah. I was just like obsessed with the Highlander, dude, and like cutting <laughs> people's heads off and like taking all their energy and stuff. And yeah. Just, like lightning strikes, <laughs> you slice their head off. Hell and then yeah. You just like get stronger. And real life is so boring now. It is, yeah. dude. I tried to slice a man's head off once. And all you get is all you get is yelled at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, there yeah, can be lightning. Yeah. <laughs> what about Black Mirror? Have you guys watched that? Yeah. Fucking crazy, I just right? watched, I actually just binged the, the latest three episodes. Isn't season. that fucking terrible? They drop it and I, me and my wife did the same thing. Now it's over. Yeah. I feel like I've been waiting a year for this thing. What'd you think of this last one? Oh, I fucking loved it. It was a little teen boppy, but it was still creative. The one with uh, Hannah Montana in yeah, it. That, well, yeah. If you guys aren't real fans of Nine Inch Nails, you didn't probably catch it, but there well, were three different Nine Inch Nails songs. No, I caught, I caught it. that. Well, here's the thing, David, about what you're saying is Head Automatica, I don't know if you know them maybe metal glass draw do you ever listen to glass draw i mean i'm familiar with them okay so so the front man for glass draw had a band head automatica and they did uh that nine inch nail thing that they did like uh what is it you're gonna get had like a hole you did had like a hole yeah so i didn't know that was nine inch nails until last night because when hannah montana was singing it in the show I was like, man, she fucking stole that from Head Automatica. <laughs> and, I, and I was trying to prove it to myself that I was right. And then I came to find out that he stole it from Nine Inch Nails. And I even thought of you when I saw that. I was like, Nine Inch Nails, I bet you David loves that shit. That's your right down your alley, huh? Yeah, I ordered a shirt that says Black Mirror. And underneath it, it says Nine Inch Nails. And it has the, the new lyrics to it. Oh, I am so full of something in verse. Here, I'll find it and show you real quick on the screen. Okay, okay. So so you're hanging out, you're watching movies. I think it would be good, James, to talk a little bit about the adversities that you've had to overcome because it sounds like, to me, just from a very uh, broad view, that you've had really good fucking people around you. Yeah. Yeah, like moving around from state to state, and you're in really good spirits. Not to say that I, I expect you to be beaten as shit. I mean, when life you... Life is pain. Life is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, if you met our boss, then yeah, it kind of <laughs> is. Yeah. 
But I think that uh, for me, you know, just hearing the little bit that I've heard about your situation, it's like, did you, when you were a kid, were you really resilient with everything that was going on with you? Is this still yeah. stuff? Yeah. I guess I was, I mean, I don't remember this, but when I was real little, uh-huh. like, I guess I used to make my mom cry because I wouldn't let her teach me how to do anything. And I just had to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And whenever my parents, they had to learn really early, like, don't tell him he can't do it because then he'll do it and it might, he might get hurt. Because, like, I guess the great story is is telling me, like, because we had a two-story house. What Well, the they didn't know. They, they had the house before they had the baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank God. If it would have came after, I'd been like, your parents are monsters. <laughs> no, but they, so they didn't, so they didn't know. And, uh, we're going three story now. As I was little, little and moving around, I would, you know, get near the stairs. And of course they didn't like that. And they told me like, you can't get down. You'll get hurt. You can't go down the stairs. Uh-huh. And then I guess one night they had friends over or something and, they had put me to bed and then one of their friends is like look i don't want to alarm you but james is in the living room playing with his toys and i had gotten down the stairs because they told me no i can't do that holy shit yeah so they had to learn really like don't tell them no (laughs) (laughs) so how did they do it just ask you nicely right like like put up fucking gates like they learned they couldn't they they weren't going to know what i could could not accomplish yeah because everything they thought no way i was just like oh yeah fuck you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you probably greatly exceeded expectations. Would yeah, you say so? I would definitely say so. Okay, so as a kid, you were pretty resilient, and then getting into your teens, adulthood time. Yeah. How were you feeling then? Just stubborn and an angsty teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Probably normal. Yeah. No shit. I didn't dude. have a lot of friends in high school. Like I said, a couple, you know, really good ones that I still talk to. Yeah. It was it was in college. Is part of the reason I didn't do well in college is because. I suddenly had all these friends and things to do and like class just didn't matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking likable dude. Right. Well, and so I, and, and not even to aim at your physical disabilities there. What I would say is for us, a lot of the time, what we talk about is like overcoming these adversities. And it seems like to me, just in this short discussion that a lot of your life, you haven't looked at it as an adversity for you. Yeah. No one's that. That's very true. And when Slack asked me to be on and he kind of explained what this was, I'm like, my stories can be really boring compared to some of the people that are on. Yeah. Like compared to like, you know, everyone who's sober and had to go through addiction and all that. Like, I, I don't have that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that some of us kind of pander on our, uh, you'd say, like, obstacles. You know, I'm like, look what I've overcome. I've overcome heroin addiction. Right. It's like, I put that shit in my own body. Right. You know, yeah. and then... You put that shit in your arm with your other arm. <laughs> <laughs> you got arms, but... But for you, what would you say the hardest stuff that you've been dealing with in your life is then? Mm. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I think I have this this fear constantly of being a burden on people when I like need help with something. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Do you have trouble asking for it? Yeah. I'm so See, stubborn. I would have more trouble giving you the help without you asking me because which I wouldn't want it, to offend which you. Which is the way it should be. A lot of people just want to jump in without asking. Yeah. Yeah. So for you though, it's been a kind of learning to ask for help, or do you just not? No, you have to sometimes. Yeah. So it's like learning to do it and like learning like, oh, it, it'll be okay. It's fine. Yeah. Like you literally ask them to open the door. It's not that big of a deal. Well, how how do you kind of overcome that fear for yourself? Are you still you working just have through to, it? You know, it's just like with anxiety of anything, you have to put your head down and power through it. Yeah. Yeah, you just do it. Well, and I think a hindsight discussion is probably super helpful. Like 
talking about to people that you have the awareness to realize that that's not what you want to do. Right. You don't want to be a fucking burden. Right. You know what I mean? But that's even the same for like me and my friends. You know what I mean? Like I'll ask them to do stuff and then uh, eventually I'll realize that I'm probably a fucking burden and I'll normally notice because they're pissed off. Right. You know what I mean? So I'd be like, hey, dude, like I appreciate everything you're doing for me. How do you show that affection? Do you are you good at that? I just say thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I don't like to make a really big deal out of it. Like, I'm so grateful to you. Really. <laughs> Come here, give me a kiss. Yeah. Um But I, I think that that's pretty fucking rad to even talk about, man. It's like how I mean you were feeling like you could be a burden that's a big fear that you're working through what else is there anything else for you that you're kind of going through you got any relationship experience yeah I do okay tell me a little bit about that I don't have a ton okay yeah I've been in a few over the years like serious relationships yeah yeah how long did they last the longest one was like a year and a half fuck that's not short no it's not short the shortest was just a couple months yeah yeah well, fuck, dude. What about right now? In a relationship right now? I don't, I don't know, to be uh, honest. Oh, that's a fun place to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would she be pissed to hear you say that over this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, like, we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's someone who's already been in my life. Hey, you, you were telling me about that on the way over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. and we're we're talking. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay. And I don't know what's gonna happen. Okay. Well, we we're gonna uh, take a break because we are actually already at the, oh, about the 30 my minute gosh, mark. We're, we're running the, hot. Wow. wow. Yeah. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break. We'll come right back. We'll pull some things. Thank you guys so much for listening. And bye bye. Bye. forgot to do plugs plugs mm. so as you saw on the instagram story sissy art made us some custom last week out art and it is a rendition of a pack of new pope shouts mm-hmm. it's pretty dope dude i mean sissy art's creativity is just unparalleled it's just like that kind of stuff where she's an artist but she draws this stuff that you just like i like this yeah mm. I really, really like this, and I don't know why I like this so much, but it's just intriguing to me, and it just makes me happy, and it makes me think. And so, Sissy Art's great, guys. Follow her at Sissy Art. Um, you already know what it is. She sponsors the podcast. Um, she pays us lots of money to plug her because it's a very, it's a very successful company, and you should probably jump on the train now before it's too late, and you become what are they called, sandbaggers or? Um, 
Uh, you're getting into dangerous territory there, dude. Yeah. Dick, dick riders? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick riders. That's what it is. Yeah. Dick riders. Dick Bandwagon. Riders. Bandwagon. I don't know why I said sandbag. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want to ride the yeah. fade. Dude, you don't Yeah, yeah. you don't want to catch this fade. You don't, don't, don't ride the Davis tail end of the wave, dude. guys. Get on now. Yeah, we'll also, dude, our intro music, DJ Devin Hancock. Mm-hmm. Throw an at symbol in front of that. Boom, you got his Instagram, man. Producer, mixer, whatever. Artiste, just an all-around Fucking good guy. And I heard on last week, Tatum's Holiday Lighting is also sponsoring the podcast. Is that a a new thing? Dude, Tatum's Holiday Lighting. Have you guys heard about this? All your holiday lighting needs. I'm talking about icicles, timers, uh, all sorts of lights and designs. I heard they're paying a high amount of money to be on this show. Tatum's Holiday Lighting. If you don't want to get up on a fucking ladder, pay Tatum's Holiday Lighting. Hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll come out. We will... Put your Christmas lights up. That's what we do. <laughs> We're plugging in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Winter is coming. Backyard lighting, automation. What do you want? We got it. Yeah, we could do also, it. Also, we got a special announcement real quick before we Wait, jump back re- in. Real quick, could you could you steal that phrase from Game of Thrones and use it at Tatum's Autolated Lighting? I don't know. Let's oh, find out. Winter is coming. I bet we could do it until we <laughs> start making some real money and then we'll be in some trouble. <laughs> I don't. Did they copyright that? Can you copyright Winter is coming? I don't know. What if we just add an S into it? Like Winters is coming. Yeah. <laughs> winters is coming. No, just just Winters with an apostrophe between the R and the S coming. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spelled C U M M. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah, 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 that would be good. That'd be perfect. People perfect. love Game of Thrones, dude. Special announcement though here. Hey, if you're listening to this and uh, you want to start a podcast, mm-hmm. you need to DM us. Yeah, come mm-hmm. on in. We got a studio. We got everything you need. You want to learn the ins and outs of what it takes to start a podcast? DM us. Yeah, we have the ability. It's 2019. Yeah, we have the technology. We can produce, we can edit, we can upload, and we can handle all the really mundane, just difficult technical stuff for you. Mm -hmm. You got a message? You want to put it out there on the line? Holler at us. Yeah, except for you, Tanner. I know you're listening. You can't come on, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Tanner's not allowed Tanner, to Tanner, you're out, dude. You're out. It's inappropriate. Stop. Mm-hmm, That's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, well, hey, we took an awesome break. Thank you for everyone that took place in that break. But what we talked about was, uh, you know, kind of asking James a little bit about what he would say would be helpful for our listeners because a lot of the times our aim is to produce a body of work that is meant for someone to listen to and hopefully maybe improve themselves i don't know if i would say that maybe just a little bit more self-awareness but we got onto some pretty good shit and i thank you for that you're welcome and, and you actually taught me a, a new word it was infantilize 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 when there's extra letters at the end of that word it, it's not the the root word anymore right yeah well and, and infantilizing is basically when you look at somebody uh, whether it's a disability in the physical realm or I guess mainly in the physical realm is the way that you would utilize that is assuming that they're mentally handicapped as well. Exactly. Happens Fuck, a lot. dude. And that happens a lot to you. Yeah. In what ways would you say? Like people literally talking, hi, <laughs> it's good to see you out. That, gotta gotta you be know, honest, when you walked in the door or when you strolled in the door, I mean, I wanted to be like, oh, Hello. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about why the fuck we would do that, but I think that for me, it's I when I think about people doing that, 
and I know that I'm pretty self-aware. I would even though say that I err on the side of like, I don't heckle people right. very often, you know, but I, I think I would want to find my what my baseline with you as a person. And I, I think generally I do that with most people. It's like, oh, this is a person who would enjoy a little heckling. But I, I think that if I was to assume that you would not be, would be all right with it and then you weren't right think about what a piece of shit i would feel like so so is that i'm sure have you had people be uh overly confident with you as far as uh heckling you right off the bat no 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 well I, that's probably better that the air on the other side yeah for everyone else's sake but you're such a fucking good sport but you could just be a normal person with me and not heckle me or talk, <laughs> or talk to me like I'm like, well I, that's how I talk to people well sure sometimes because we're both sort it's of it's not from like James is walking in the door and saying what's up pencil dick the first time he meets <laughs> what you what up bitches <laughs> <laughs> what up spaghetti arms yeah, give me a standing O dude um, <laughs> oh that was fucked up I'm saying it <laughs> oh, was so me. fucked up dude um, but, but you were saying like like it's helpful for you because uh, you said you kind of err on the side of not getting involved with the disabled social community because sometimes it turns into pity party. Yeah, pity party. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, that's just what it is. It's a lot of woe is me and people just don't know how hard it is because I'm disabled and I don't have, don't have any friends and, and I don't say it, but I'm thinking like a lot of that's on you and your attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's the absolute truth, and I think what's really cool is um, the mental fortitude that you've developed over the years as a result of all this stuff. That's what's really fucking beautiful to me, because I dealt with the same thing, because I was very overweight. Like I said, I had pepperoni nipples. I was a fat kid. I was made fun of a lot, dude. Like, I was fucking tortured, man. Right. But in that, I developed this, like, mental fortitude towards that now. To where like that stuff just bounces. It's not a big deal. Yeah, me. it doesn't bother me. But exactly. who are we to fucking go to a disabled person and be like, "Hey, stop with the pity party, dude." You're not right. Exactly. But, but you, but, I mean, in a way, sure. But it's not gonna be taken well. Right. Do you take that on for yourself though? To talk to other people. Well, to no. be evangelical about like, hey, let's no. not be fucking. No, because it, because it it never goes the way you think it's gonna go. What do you mean? It's just a lot of if you try, it's just like like a lot of like, well, good for you when you try to tell them like, hey, this is what I do, you know, and it's just like a lot, a lot of good for you. It's not gonna work for me, and it's just they they don't want what they want to do is complain. Yeah, they don't. Fuck you, you're not my dad. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and so for us, we kind of have a community of helping people too with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And and we get met with that sometimes. Yep. But you've never found yourself able to uh, meet somebody who basically your, uh, you say, mental fortitude was helpful to? Off the top of my head, no. No. But I don't know. It's not something I go and seek out really to do, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure if I met someone and it just kind of happened naturally and that, that, that would be great. Yeah. But it's not something that I'm like, I'm not going to be a, a mentor for others to say it's just not in my DNA to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're out here pandering the inspirational world, dude. We're out here trying to make a buck off it. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear well, you. You did that the way, just the way you were as soon as you walked in and you, you definitely don't realize this at all but you did a lot for me immensely right off the bat i but all i said was hello that's dude but the way you said it and the way you strolled in dude was just like 
you were just like, what's up? Yeah. I'm a normal dude. You don't have to look at me differently because I'm not fucking different, man. Right. My physical capabilities might be a little different, but so fucking what? At the end of the day, I'm still a human being and I should be treated that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Just because it's not very often that I have. I don't even think before I've ever spoken with a man with no arms or no legs. My whole I, fucking I life. haven't spoken with many myself. <laughs> well, and you were telling us uh, a couple of stories too when you go out in the general public that there's been some fucking weird things that have oh, gone there's on. Always, there's me. always weird things. <laughs> like bes- besides the the like hi, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. There's just like uh, I I have this this hat for a band I really like called Sabaton. It's a camouflage hat. Yeah. And I'm out and people are like, "Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> let me let me buy you a drink." And this is like, "Oh God." And the time I was sitting outside on Mill Avenue with Matt, and some dude just comes up and hands me a 20. He's like, this ain't pity, dog. This ain't pity. <laughs> and it's just shit like that. And then there's always, like, going to a restaurant. There's, like, a 50-50 chance that the waiter or waitress is going to ask the person I'm with, like, what does he want? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so we just have to – it's better to just assume, you think, in our in, – in, you know, uh, I guess – if you meet a physically disabled person, just assume they're totally capable yes. of anything. And just talk to them like normally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you were saying that the biggest burden for you was asking for help. Yeah. But maybe don't assume that you need the help. Right. You could always just be like, hey, do you need a hand with that? Yeah. And if they say no, then they don't. Then well, they and, don't. And from working with James in the last couple of years, I've, I've found that like I, I've forget that there's a disability a lot of the times i just said i dump a lot of shit on him i'm like hey order these 200 things and then i just expect it to be done by the end of the day like i would with any other person that's yeah. in that position you know and and he gets it done I yeah. put it off i procrastinate to the last yeah. minute with all of that and it still gets done <laughs> yeah it's like me dude. dude me too yeah i wait till the deadline on that no project. exactly i'm like he needs it by wednesday it's only sunday so i'm good i can watch tv tonight <laughs> Well, and that's, I mean, I, I think for our listeners is uh, very rarely, I, like we had said, is someone going to be in the same position as you. But for the people that are, you know, potentially going to deal with people with physical disabilities and or are having them or will have them in their life. It's like, man, you got a powerful message to sort of talk to uh, how we could handle it better. Right. You know what I mean? And you telling me that is like maybe ask, you know what I mean, first and just don't fucking assume and, and if they say no, don't be like, are you sure? Are you sure? Just like, <laughs> they're, they're sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what you need. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Well, uh, as far as it goes for you, what is anything in the works? Anything in the future? What are you hoping to do? I don't have any really big plans. No? Keep working, saving, uh-huh. maybe get a house one day. Yeah? Yeah. Travel? Eh, I'm not big on travel. No? It's a real hassle in a wheelchair. Well, yeah, what, the airport? Yeah. Well, you get to cut in fucking line and stuff. That doesn't matter. No. Listen, because I have a big, expensive power wheelchair, right, that I would need to travel with. Okay. Every time I've traveled with a power wheelchair, something goes wrong. Hmm. The last time I traveled with my power wheelchair was when I moved to Arizona. I flew from Massachusetts out to here. Uh-huh. And they got me off the plane, and they brought my chair to the gate. Yeah. And the control box that you use to, you know, drive the chair uh-huh. was broken and hanging off. And they had the nerve to say to me, like, are you sure it wasn't like that before? Yeah, motherfucker. How would I have got here? <laughs> exactly. Like that before? And so, like, traveling with a power chair is fucking, it's a hassle. And so yeah. I try to avoid travel. I will stay right here. If we can road trip it somewhere, let's do that. Yeah. But flying? Mm-mm. Wow, dude. 
Well, what what do you think I'm taking for granted right now? If there was something that you had to guess, because you were we were asking you that earlier, is there sometimes resentment to people who are fully capable in their physicality? Like, what would you be doing if you had arms and legs? I don't know something physical. Like what? Going for a run? <laughs> like walk, yeah, dude. Like walking somewhere? Playing uh, with your cock and balls? Yeah, sure. <laughs> fucking going for a walk and masturbating at the same time. Like what the fuck? You got arms. You got arms and legs. I squander my ability, dude. I I'm like lazy too, though. But don't we all? Like yeah. I mean, I pro I I talk a lot of shit about what I would do if I had arms and legs. Yeah. And I probably would for the first few days, and I'd be like, this couch looks pretty nice. Yeah, that'd be fucking. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, you you probably will just do the same, same things you do now. That's exa well, exactly. Exactly. Yep. You like what you like, and whether or not you got arms and legs doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's something, dude. That's super fucking funny as far as it goes. Me thinking about, I uh, I definitely would not take a run, dude. I'm definitely not going to do that today. Okay. What about driving? Oh yeah, I would like to drive. You is there not a car that you can't drive? No, there is. It's just really expensive. How much? It would be like we're talking cost of the van and all the adaptations, yeah. like north of fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, man. And I don't. Hey, get Matt Burger on the line, dude. <laughs> He's gonna have to hook it up. Dude. Yeah, you're gonna have to start, co-sign on this shit, Matt. What the spending fuck? Spending that money more appropriately, Matt. No, because I don't. I don't necessarily want the charity. Like, if I could earn that on my own, that would be awesome. Well, tell Ooh, them to give you the one. God damn it! Got dude. you, you. Fucking pandering, motherfucker, <laughs> hey, dude. Like, like I probably, if I shilled hard enough, could get someone to pay for it. Yeah. But it would just feel so weird. Well, yeah. in the future too. I mean, we may be able to have self-driving cars here. Very That's soon, true. Which would, which would possibly greatly reduce. I would that like cost, to get in yeah. my own van and be like, "Hey Siri, take me to Slacks." Yeah. Yeah. Tesla, Tesla's doing that for us. Right. You'd feel comfortable with that? Yeah. I wouldn't. I would. Yeah. Look, YOLO, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the self-driving cars are freaking me out, dude. I, I like, uh, I remember when I got my car and it had the backup cam. I didn't even trust that thing to start. Really? Yeah, I was a little nervous about it, to be honest with hmm. you. But now I'm not. And I, I kind of look at it like my parents, you know? My parents are real untechnologically savvy, you know? And like, I don't know. It's like... A, it's just a stressor, you know. It's it's you got to overcome it and start to trust technology. But with the driving cars, I'm not there, man. Like if I got into a car with someone who was using it, I'd be like, "Fuck no, dude." No, I'm there because look, I got Siri. I can say, "Hey Siri, fucking text whoever," and she'll do it. Yeah. Right. I can say, "Alexa, turn off the lights," and she does it. So I'm ready. Like uh, automation. Hey car, is... hey car, drive me here. <laughs> <laughs> like automation I'm... is working for you. I'm ready. You're just a, you're just gonna be a band aid seven days a week. <laughs> what did you say, David? That he's just gonna be a band aid seven strip days club? a week. Yeah. Are you a frequenter? Have you been no. there? No, I've time? totally been there. But 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 here's the thing, right? Yeah. If you go to a strip club, you're paying a woman to tease you and give you blue balls. Yeah. I can get that for free. Yeah, you could do mm. that for free for sure. Right. The last time I went to a strip club was with some friends, and I didn't want to go, but they were driving. Yeah. And besides paying the cover charge, there was like a two drink minimum. I didn't want to drink. So I had to pay like $16 for two fucking cranberry juices. <laughs> and it still, it still annoys me to this day. 
Yeah. And then I got all these girls. <laughs> hey, baby, do you want a date? No, I can get the blue balls for free. I just spent $16 on this fucking juice. <laughs> so that's how I feel about strip clubs. So I probably would not be at Band-Aid seven days a week. Maybe like five yeah. until that wore off, the novelty wore off. I've never even been to a strip club. In your whole life? My whole life. Never been to a strip club. It's not worth it. Yeah, I've been That's to two. I'm kind of how James it. feels. I'm, I've been to two ever. Once when I turned 18 and when my little brother turned 18. Wow. And that was it. Guys. Well, yeah, I went to my first one on my 21st birthday, and I think that was the best time I ever had at a strip club. Yeah. Because I was still, like, inexperienced and, like... I don't think I'd been in a relationship at that point. So I'm like, naked girls. Oh, my God. Oh, God. And I'm 21. So, you know, it's very exciting. I dated a dancer for a long time. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I didn't enjoy going there very often, especially when, when she was working. That wasn't very cool no. at all. No. You're like, there, oh, There's damn. my girlfriend grinding, grinding on some on dude's lap. Dude, so that we can do drugs after. <laughs> yeah, I never understood this? that or how, like, porn stars are in, like, committed and healthy relationships right yeah it's like what oh you just compartmentalize that stuff you just put that in the I box i guess so dude. it's just like it's just work work just is work. work baby yeah, yeah you don't you don't watch those videos yeah i mean when david comes home he's not just vape, making vape juice in the living room you're like yeah leave that shit at the job all right we don't even need to talk about Wait, is it that get home. maybe he does though david yeah that's all I do. I come home and then I just make more vape juice. <laughs> just actually in the storage shed. He's just yeah. out there with no AC, just <laughs> mixing it up. Uh, the mad scientist. Well, if you weren't working for the vape shop, what would you like to be doing? <sighs> Who knows? What do you mean? Like I don't. I don't know. I I didn't really have any ambition. Yeah. And then Matt was like, "Hey, so and so is leaving. Do you want to help out?" I'm like, "Yeah." If you could have any job on earth, what would it be? Probably something like this. Yeah? Yeah. Radio. Yeah, radio podcast. Not radio podcast. You know what? I wanted to be like, I don't know, something about Vice back in the day. Those reporters yeah. that were in dangerous areas. I love that, dude. Like journalism and things like that. Yeah, that's cool, but I would be too afraid. Yeah. Yeah. For your own well-being. Yeah. Man, I think when I, I now that I have my family... I can't do it because I think that's super selfish of me. Yep. But I think that I have a proclivity for danger. Like I, I think, and I think also what like we were talking about before. I, I uh, well, we weren't talking about that before. We were talking about our relationship with cats before. <laughs> but you revealed a lot of stuff about me. Yeah. You know, in the break, we come to find out that I'm actually a cat. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I want to be the most important thing in the room at right. all times. It's yeah. a real character defect. But I feel like with the journalist thing, I feel like I wouldn't be hurt. No, you would have to be quiet and listen to other people. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I'd be one of those annoying uh, journalists who's just like pushing his own agenda on people. Yeah. So I'd be like, so you're a terrorist, huh? <laughs> so you're into terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I have a... Uh, I have a high belief that I'm just gonna be all right. Right. <laughs> so, so that would have been it. But so for you, radio hosting, something like something that, like that. Yeah, just know. sit, like sit and shoot the shit with someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun, man. This has been great. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on a couple of times, man. We'll Absolutely. have you come out and interview people. You could do like a guest segment. You know what I mean? We could see how what shit bags our guests is if they start to talk to you in a high pitched voice when yes. you walk in. Yes. What is it, James? <laughs> and then we can just debrief them right here on the podcast. Like, here's what you did wrong. Yeah, and roast them. Well, no, I mean, 
Uh, you're into metal. I'm into metal. So you do a good metal podcast. Maybe, yeah. What else would you like to talk about? Like anything. I, that If I did it, there would be no set format. I would just have people on that I have good conversations with, and we're just going to see where it goes. Yeah. If yeah. you could interview anybody, you ever thought there's to be someone fun to interview? Lots of people. Like who, dude? Like I would love to interview Conan O'Brien. Conan? Yeah, he's just such a silly, weird dude. And it would just be a lot of fun just to sit down with him and not even be like, so how'd you get to, like, just, just talk, just talk as two dudes and just bullshitting and see where it went. Like, that would be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Conan seems like he's actually pretty mad to me all the time. Really? I don't know. Maybe I've seen weird clips. Well, we'll get to the bottom of it. You're thinking of Conan the Barbarian. Oh. Ron Conan. Oh. Are those different people? Yeah, those are different people. <laughs> Chad, who would you interview if you could interview anybody? I James. would... I was going to say James. <laughs> I would interview a man with no arms and legs. There you go. Well, <laughs> well congratulations. I think I, if I could interview anybody right now... I don't know, dude. It'd probably be Vladimir Putin. Really? Do they yeah. have to be alive? No. What do you got, David? Jesus. Jesus Christ? Yes. What would you ask him? I want to debunk a few things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just I just sit there and I wouldn't even talk about anything. I'd just let him talk. <laughs> but wouldn't you be worried, like, with your sobriety that he would turn your water into wine and cause you to relapse? That's true, David. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesus hands you a wine, you're drinking that shit. Yeah, it's Jesus. Yeah, don't be rude. <laughs> David. <laughs> All right, well... As far as it goes, man, I think that you've opened up a good bag. Can you synthesize anything else for us that you would tell us or somebody listening that may help them or inspire them pushing forward? I'm actually a cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, just live life and enjoy it and don't pity yourself too much. Yeah. Yeah, and just make do with what you can. Well, how do you get out of it if you are living in pity? I don't really know. No? I mean, I think you just... That's a really good question. I don't have an answer for it. Well, I'd say put one foot in front of the other. There you go. <laughs> put one put one wheel in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep moving. Just keep moving. Dude, all jokes aside, you've come on. It's been really a beautiful thing, man. I think that um, it would be wrong of us to have assumed that you were going to come on with anything deep or heavy or heavily inspirational just because of your disabilities. And I'm looking at my own frailties in that when I when I'm like sitting here thinking but um, you definitely have for me uh, opened up the fact that I don't live in a society where I run into these things a lot right. but I feel definitely more prepared to not be a piece of shit okay you know what I mean all right and I appreciate that from you Thank and you. like now that me and you have talked for this hour I feel totally confident and comfortable with you Thank which you. is super cool man that you came on and sort of created that for us um, but yeah, man, I think that's basically all I got. We're running into the last couple of minutes. Chad, well, yeah, you, you don't even, else? but what's really cool, dude. And like I said it before, and I hope this isn't pandering to you in any way, but you don't feel it or realize it, but you are extremely inspirational and motivational, dude. And you're just a cool fucking dude, man. Thank you. I mean, regardless, like even if you did have arms and legs, you'd be the same person. I hope so. I really think you would, dude. It's I just think you might you be are. a dick, a little bit. But I'm <laughs> yeah, the dick. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm the dick that everyone loves, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me retract that statement, dude. You'd be a fucking douchebag if you had arms and legs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, dude. But no, on, on a serious note, man. And I hate to be the one to be like, oh, I'm so grateful to have arms and legs. <laughs> 
But what I am grateful for is to share the same ideas that you have about just like, like if I'm in this pity party or I'm in this like self-deprecating kind of thoughts of like myself and the ones around me is just like to get out of it. To get out of it and just live my life and just keep fucking trucking forward, dude. That's what you got to do. That's what you have to fucking do, man. And there's no solution in those moments of like, oh, I don't know what to do. What do I do? It's like nothing. Nobody knows what to do. You don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. No one knows what to do. Did you guys ever think when you were younger, like, adults know what they're doing, and then you became an adult, and you realize, like, most of the time we don't know what we're doing? Yeah, dude. Like, when I was a kid, I remember my parents driving me to Big Bear. We lived out in California. And I remember asking, because they didn't have GPS and stuff back then. I said, how do you guys know how to get here? And they said, uh, we've been here before. And I remember I was overwhelmed at that thought. Right. Because I was like, how the hell are you navigating this? All these turns and all this. I thought parents were geniuses. <laughs> right. I thought at some age I was going to get it. Now, no. I realize I'm just a, I'm just a buffoon. We're all dude. just fumbling through life. Just like idiots. Yeah. Well, some of us got some some skill sets and things like that. It's kind of funny to look at. I mean, for you, you're just resilient. But I don't think that that's just um, in the makeup of the hands you were dealt. Right. You know what I mean? The cards that you were dealt, per se. It's like, for you, there's people that were born in the same position as you that, like you said, could look at it as a victimology. Yeah. And same with, you know, everybody sitting in this room. I mean... For us three, we know our commonality to be pretty serious mental illness, suffering from like active drug addiction and things like that, which is just like a horrible thing. Right. You know, it's just not fun or cool. Um, but, you know, because of our community and because of our support systems and then just a lot of fucking grace, man, we're here to be, you know, pushing through life and not just you know, crying through it. Absolutely. You know, and for you, I, I, you know, hats off to you for coming in here and, and just being a man. And like Chad said, arms, legs, anything like that, like your spirit, as far as being joking and things like that, to bring people on here, um, who are positive and not, you know, dirt bags. You know, you were even talking about, you know, giving us advice as far as not selling nicotine to minors. Yeah. Chad's got a, Chad's got some deviant intentions. (laughs) Well, they're just more, they're thoughts, dude. They're not intentions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. But Hey man, to sit here and not think about that or just, or to like say, Oh, I don't think about doing crazy stuff ever. Oh, I would never do something as wild and outlandish as that. It's like, no, you've thought about it. You've thought about doing some crazy shit every once in a while. You ever just like been with your friend? And you're like, fuck, dude. I just want to beat the fuck out of you with something right now, dude. <laughs> of course, yeah. Or you just imagine just headbutting somebody and oh, just yeah. like fucking them up real quick. I think about that kind of <laughs> stuff sometimes. Just like, but then I'm like, I have this filter that says, no, Chad. David, do you, you think like that? that? I feel like you don't think <laughs> like that, David. Not really. You're such a sweet man, David. I don't really ever think of like beating somebody's ass. Never. No. <laughs> You, no. don't, you don't ever want to hurt anybody. Not really. Well, I was working with Anthony one day on a Christmas lights job, and I had this hammer in my hand, and he was standing <laughs> next to me, and uh-huh. I was like, yo, I could just fuck him up with this hammer right now. <laughs> I don't know. Tara told me this is a weird thing that I think, but I just, like, I'll see a plane in the air, and I'm like, what if I had a rocket launcher? And then, like, I picture oh, me. Oh, oh, dude. That's, that's way worse. 
than what we were talking about. No, I think that's just like a dude thing. We're just talking about regular plain old murder. He's yeah, talking we were about talking mad about hand to hand combat. You're yeah. talking about full blown terrorism over there, dude. But then we're it's all like, be on a list now. But then it's like, okay, where do I get a rocket launcher? Where do I get the rockets? You probably gotta like piece it out and buy the parts separately. It's a lot of work. I feel like James knows where to get that kind of stuff, dude. I'm not saying nothing. Yeah, dude, keep it on the hush hush. Yeah, that's like the you'd have to go onto the what is that called the dark web dude how do you even access this people talk about it all the time james you know how to access the dark web i actually don't no me neither what about you david no thank god I looked into it a little bit. for all those people on he looked into it for a rocket launcher yeah, yeah dude Knocking B-52s out of the air if you get the chance. B-52s, dude? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a plane, 747s. Right? The B-52 is <laughs> the one that dropped the bomb on Japan. You think they're not going to retaliate with some fucking crossfire, dude? Yeah, well, they got not rocket. They got they the nuclear bombs on the B-52. <laughs> it's called the B-52 Bomber, dude. Okay. What's I didn't wrong realize you, I was dude? sitting in here with a real plane architect, dude. <laughs> architect. What's happening <laughs> right now? This is scary. They're going to talk after this podcast. Yeah, you know what? If I, I bet we get the most views, dude, on this podcast. Yeah, from the government. CIA. Yeah. We'll be getting weird comments like, hey, <laughs> I know where to get the missiles at. David. Yeah. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. David, Dad, David. dot, dot, dot. What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks again for coming out, man. My it's pleasure. A, yeah, it's been a great episode. Next week, who do we got next week? Ken? Mm, next, no, next week we got, um, yeah, Kim Kim Wynn. Kim Wynn. Kim Wynn, rock climber. Um, I think he's a veteran. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Just a, one of those dudes you meet that just like he just yeah. owns a sabaton. <laughs> yeah, he just owns a sabaton. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> just a cool dude. You know what I mean? You're like, God, fuck, man, why are you so cool? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just well, like James. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week, huh? <laughs>